This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. And joining us now is Luciana Krupe. Luciana lost her husband, Joe, to COVID-19, and now she and her adult children are honoring him by fundraising for hospitals, uh, which has been very successful already, and by asking all of us to take the threat of COVID-19 seriously. Uh, Luciana, welcome. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. It's been, uh, it's been quite a journey. The last five weeks has been horrendous, and uh, I wouldn't really even wish, wish, sorry, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, it, it's something that my family has never, never thought that would happen to us. You always hear all, all the newscast reports and everybody saying that, you know, so-and-so has died from COVID and, you know, young or old, whatever, and you just, you just think it's never going to happen to you. So how did it all begin for Joe? It was in October, right? It was in October, late October. He, he went to work. Uh, he, he was actually staying home, had stayed home since the onset of COVID back in March. He was working from home. But unfortunately, he had to go see some buildings because he's, he's a director of construction. He had to go see some buildings. And um, he had only gone out maybe two or three times and contracted it there started feeling, you know, just minor chills, a little bit of a cough. Um, and he decided he wanted to go get tested, which kind of floored me because I thought, well, you haven't really been anywhere and you've been careful. He was so careful. Um, but yeah, okay, go get checked. So we waited for the results. And when they came in positive, we almost, we, we, we were shocked. Did he so, say? Did he say um, when he thought it might have happened when he was on the site? Did did somebody come up to him, maskless, touch him, that kind of thing? Like, did did he have any sense of where he got it? He he can't be for sure. Yeah, he can't be for a hundred percent sure. But he does. Um, I mean, he did. He was with other people, um, and some one particular person was not wearing a mask. I will say that. Whether he got it from him or not, we can't be 100% sure. So I'm not going to implicate anybody. But, right. um, you know, it could have been, it could have, it could have been from pumping gas, um, you know, right. not sterilizing his, sterilizing his hands. Uh, I, I really can't be saying for sure. So he went tested uh, and was positive. He was positive. He came home. Um, so then the following day, I decided to go get tested because I started getting a headache. So I, too, got COVID. But on a whole different level, um, he got it worse than I did. And so he, you know, he was just putzing around the house, doing his thing. It wasn't really anything that we thought we would we would have to be too concerned about. And then within days, it started to escalate. His breathing started to become labored. And I thought, this doesn't look right. Um, I, I had purchased a, an oximeter, yes. one of those devices that you put on your finger to check the oxygen in your blood. Mm-hmm. And it showed 30. And I thought, something wrong with that. So I put it on my finger, and it, it was at 98. 
So again, I put it back on his finger, showed 30. So from that point on, um, I decided to call 911 and he went to Markham Stovall Hospital. Within 20 minutes, they called me to tell me that he was going to be intubated. And again, I was, I, I was shocked because I thought, can't you just give him a little bit of oxygen and let it go and then see how he goes from there? And they said, no, he has to go on, an, on a ventilator. So that was the last time I spoke to him because after that he was heavily sedated and in a paralytic, paralytic state. And he stayed in Markham Stouffville Hospital for how long? He was for four days. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, they decided that um, they wanted to airlift him to Toronto General um, in the event that he would need an ECMO machine, which is essentially a lung machine that works on the outside of your body. And it oxygenates your blood so that your body has a time, has time to heal. So they were hoping that his lungs would take the time that they need to heal along with the ventilator. But that never happened. He just, he was always stable. They kept medicating him. They, they proned him, which means they would flip him onto his stomach for hours on end. Um, and that seemed to help, you know, bring oxygen into his lungs, but then they would flip him back and, and then things would start going wonky. So um, they, 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 they did everything they could at, at Toronto General to, to support his life. Did they explain to you um, what was happening in his lungs? Well, basically, he kept getting all these infections, mm-hmm. and he couldn't fight these infections. Uh, he, would, he, would, he was, at the end, ultimately, he was forming these cysts. And these cysts would burst, and they'd form scar tissue. So his lungs were becoming almost like, oh my gosh, like he, there were no signs of lungs. When you saw his x-rays, you couldn't see an actual lung. It was just a big white cloud. Mm. So there was, they were so rigid that they weren't even able to move. That's how much damage the COVID did. He actually managed to fight off the COVID. The COVID, he didn't die having COVID, but he died from complications of COVID. Mm -hmm. So this whole process uh, was about five weeks. Five weeks, yeah, yeah, from beginning to end. And it was was horrible. I mean, it was nights of staying up. Uh, It was nights of waiting, you know, waiting for that phone to ring. And when it did, my heart just dropped because for one week of that two-week incubation period, uh, he was in the hospital, but I was home alone. My children had gone elsewhere to Ice Lake, so I was home alone. So I was just, I was petrified. I didn't know what I was going to hear when that phone rang. And in the meantime, we were able to, during the day, uh, we had a support staff at the hospital at Toronto General that was FaceTiming us, and we were able to see him and talk to him. Of course, he wasn't responding, but they said that he would be able to hear my voice or our voices. So we would talk to him and give him hope and, and tell him to keep on fighting. And he would come home to us. And, uh, and that was our ultimate, our ultimate dream was that he would come home to us, but it was not to be. If you're just joining us, I'm speaking with Luciana Krupe. She lost her husband, Joe, to complications of COVID-19. Um, just today, Luciana, you may have heard or read that we've gone over 4,000 related deaths in this province. 
there aren't too many people who are talking about the deaths of their loved ones publicly. Uh, what has brought you to um, to to tell your story the way you are on television, uh, print, and and radio? Well, it really started with just the fundraiser that we wanted to start. It nowhere did we think that it was going to get this far with TV and media and all that. Uh, but we are more than happy, more than happy, despite we're, the fact that we're going through so much grief and devastation. We're more than happy to get our message out there and hope that somebody else takes away from this because there are people out there. I know I read the I read social media and I and I'm all over it and I hear what people are saying not to wear a mask and how dare they tell me to wear a mask and you know, I'm going to I'm gonna have people over at my house regardless of what they say. Like, that just can't be happening. It just cannot be happening. We have to keep our distance. We have to abide by the rules that the government is telling us. And with any hope, if we have that small sacrifice that every family should take, then maybe one day we can all be together in that hockey arena, in that auditorium, in that party that somebody's having, uh, a wedding, whatever. But it seems like people are just not wanting to take that sacrifice. And that's what just, it, it's, it's infuriating. It really is. Luciana, I want you to give the information um, to donate uh, in memory of Joe, Joe Krupe, your husband. Before he got COVID, uh, and I think this would drive the point home even more, tell us what Joe was like before COVID in terms of his health, his energy, his disposition, his well-being. Well, first of all, he was 65 years old, turning 66 in January, but he certainly did not look, nor did he act his age. He was fun-loving. He was energetic. He golfed. He um, loved to garden. He was, he loved his sports car. He was just, uh, he, he, he was, he was an unbelievable, energetic man. And, um, now, uh, the only consolation I have is that I know that it had my husband survived all this and come home to us, he would never have been the same man because from what I can tell, from what I read, um, COVID leaves an everlasting mark on you everlasting. There are so many other issues that people are having after COVID. And I know that my husband would not have not have been happy with that. I just know his character. And for that, I, I'm at peace because I know he's in a better place and he can breathe again. Yes. Yeah. You've raised an incredible amount of money for Toronto General Hospital. I, I understand now you're raising money for Markham Stouffville Hospital. Yes, we we superseded our our goal at um, Toronto General, and we're so thankful for everybody to to have done that and to help us through that. Uh, it, it was remarkable. It was like were, almost two hundred thousand um, dollars. I haven't even checked it this morning, to be honest with you. But it's it a lot. Like one, it's a lot. It's a lot, and I hope they they can do well by that. Um, but yes, now we want to move on to you know on to Markham Stovall Hospital. It is my community hospital and uh, one that I frequent whenever I have to. Um, and I know that uh, I know that they're in need of of machinery at, in critical care or wherever else they need it. We don't really care as long as they put it to good use, and I know that they will. So that's our our goal now. 
So uh, for those who would like to get involved, uh, spare some funds uh, to donate in Joe's memory. Tell us how we can do that. Yes, certainly. It's um, If you go to uh, support.mshf.ca, you can click on that and then click Donate. You can search for Joe Krupe and his name will come up and the donation page will come up. And I, I appreciate anything that anybody can do. I know that uh, it's Christmas. I know a lot of people have donated to Toronto General. And if they could just give a little something, anything to Markham Stouffville, uh, we, my family would be totally appreciative of all that. Well, thank you very much for your time. I'm sure it's very difficult to tell the story over and over again. Uh, as soon as I read about you earlier this week, I wanted to speak with you, and I think you've really left us all with a very important message. And just thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much, and stay safe, and have a blessed holiday. Thank you. You stay safe, too. Luciana Krupe, uh, in memory of her husband, Joe, uh, wants to make sure we all know how deadly COVID-19 can be, even if you are completely healthy. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.